Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. The Last Days of My Dad, written by Luke Condor, narrated by Joanna Coulton. Don't worry, son. Everything's going to be okay. Craig's father failed to realise that every time he spoke he hurt his son. Each word disturbed the wound, brought out fresh blood, and sometimes required a fresh visit to the nurse for new stitches. Craig winced as he placed a damp slice of kitchen roll over the wound and looked up at the light bulb, dangling from the white rope of wire poking through the ceiling. It was dark outside, he was supposed to be asleep, early start in the morning and he needed the rest. He leaned his back against the kitchen worktop and wished that his dad would just leave him be, would just let him go. Son? His dad said, confused, his voice now muffled from the damp kitchen roll. Craig ignored him. His dad was a pain when he was alive, and now, even after death, his dad couldn't stop hurting him. It was only a month ago when the papers were all signed and ready to go. All they needed to do was clear the house, go through and remove his dad's stuff so they could get the place cleaned up and maybe redecorate a few bits here and there. Nothing fancy. Fresh coat of paint, touch up some of the yellowed white and then get the place sold. Get the whole mess out of his life for good. I've never known a man to accumulate so much shit, his brother Devon said as he grabbed a handful of Mills and Boone novels from the bookshelf and dropped them into a giant box that was destined for the tip. Each time he disturbed the shelf, 
A puff of dust blew upwards, hazing the air. He sneezed and looked to Craig as if to say, This is fucking disgusting! It was true, though. The living room was disgusting. A lifetime of stuff that his dad would never let go of. He was a hoarder. Any worse, and there'd surely be a TV special about him. The real-life Stig of the Dump. He looked at the living room and was amazed that he couldn't see more than a metre square of visible carpet on the floor. All he could see was stacks of old VHS tapes, vinyl records, giant tomes detailing ancient armours, military weapons and World War II, a particular interest of his. Old shoeboxes stacked atop one another, filled with photos from years gone by. Old friends and family members who Craig and Devon had never even heard of, never mind met. There was a PC too. Craig remembered it well. He'd built the damn thing from scratch. He bought the graphics card, the hard drive, casing, the RAM, installed the OS, and even went as far as bookmarking all of the Wikipedia pages for all of those aforementioned interests. It took Craig a long weekend to get it all together, and he was pretty sure his dad had gotten as far as turning it on before forgetting about it and going back to his couch and his books. He could picture it already, his pap sitting with the curtains shut in his favourite chair in the half-light, hunched over himself, the silver forest of hairs flowering outwards from the top of his neck and leading all the way down into his white vest top as he smoked and poured over his books of the past. The man just couldn't let go of anything, not even the computer it seemed. Craig walked over to it, looked at the film of dust that covered the big CRT monitor screen. It wasn't one of the fancy new thin ones. This was one of those giant fatties with the odd weighting and the glass tube inside. He reached his hands around the back and hunted for the connecting cables that locked it in place. That had some good stuff, his brother said from the other side of the room, flipping through the old vinyls, looking for something to add to his collection. Sure, he had some shit too, but there's a few diamonds in the rough. Maybe that'll make up for the missing birthday presents. Craig said, as his fingers found the two screw caps on the display connector. He thumbed them loose and yanked the cable free. Sure did miss a few of mine. Yeah, I guess. Craig straightened his back, pulled on the monitor screen, and lifted it upwards. Pulled back and felt something. A point. Scratch and push into the skin of his arm, breaking it apart and pulling down like a knife against plastic, the blade separating the skin as if it were simply unzipping it. Fuck! He screamed as he dropped the screen, letting it slam down onto the makeshift computer desk. He clutched his forearm and saw the rusty nail poking out from the side of the wall with his fresh DNA sample glistening on the end of it. Fuck, 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 fuck! He bit down on his bottom lip and turned away from the computer, almost tripping on an ornamental clock that was sitting on the floor. He kicked it lifted his hand just long enough to get a glance of the damage. A pink line, about five centimetres long, the empty gouge pooled with red. Looking to Devon, he felt his tongue go dry and his head go light. Dude, Devon said, are you okay? Craig's head felt lighter every passing second more so when the blood found its way through his fingers and splashed down onto the stacks of newspapers, staining the grey-white of the old print. Unsure what was happening at that point, he remembered his brother being sat on the far side of the room. 
and then suddenly next to him, a little paler holding out a wet towel, and then Craig was sat on the floor, confused and nauseous. We need to get you to the hospital, his brother said. Shit, looks like it's going to need stitches. Craig never liked being fussed over, especially in these situations. He was the kind of person who could be dying and think it impolite to tell anyone about it. So when his brother drove him to the hospital and the nurse gave him the painkillers and he looked to the far corner of the room listening to the crying and coughing of the A&E department, avoiding the sight of the nurse's needle threading through the wound, by the end he was just glad it was all over. Eat a biscuit or two, you'll be fine, the nurse said with a simple smile, oblivious to how wrong her words would turn out to be. Nothing would be fine, even with the biscuits. As he laid in his own bed that night, doing his best to avoid the throbbing sensations pulsing through his arm, staring at the ceiling, he wasn't expecting much of anything to happen, especially not hearing his father's voice. <laughs> the noise, strange. Probably nothing, he thought. <laughs> he sat up, still groggy, and looked around the room. Hello? He said, unsure what he was doing, but just testing the words out. There was silence for a few beats, until... Hmm, <laughs> what the... Craig scuffled out the bed, yanked on the lamp switch, and looked round to the bedroom door. His pulse quickened. He looked to the cupboards, under the bed, outside the window. Hello? He tried again. <laughs> his ears followed the muffled noise down towards his arm. He felt like fainting all over again. He lifted it and looked at the white bandage. He saw the pink lips where the blood had stained the medical gauze and recognised the shape immediately. After all, he had the exact same mouth. He was a spitting image, apparently. Digging his finger into the bandage, he pulled it away and unwrapped himself and forced his eyes to look down at the sutured wound. The bruise above and below formed the lips and the black thread sewed them shut. <laughs> the wound moved as he would expect a sewn up mouth to move. Sure, he couldn't make out what it was saying, but from the tone of the voice and the rhythm and the familiar nuance, he knew exactly what the voice was trying to say. It was trying to say, hello, son. Down in the kitchen, it was a painful procedure. With the nail scissors, he carefully snipped away the thread, allowing the voice to talk freely. Phew, that's much better, his dad said, calm as anything. Thanks, kiddo. Craig looked down at his own arm, amazed, scared, mainly concerned. I don't understand. How, why are you here? I don't know what to tell you, kiddo. Last thing I remember is going to bed with a stiff heart, and now I'm here with my son. That doesn't make any sense. That's not how stuff, that's not how the world works. Yes, well, I don't understand how the internet works, but it still does, doesn't it? With each word spoken, he felt the cut move and shift, exposing the nerve endings to the cold, painful air. The pain made his eyes well. Why are you here? Craig said. What do you mean? You died. We buried you. We fucking put your body in the ground. We mourned you. We said goodbye. Sorry, kiddo, 
I didn't mean to hurt. No, Dad. You never do. You just can't fucking let go of anything, can you? Over the next few weeks, there were plenty of sleepless nights and fresh bandages. He mostly ignored his dad. He'd been doing it for years anyway. Why stop now? But then, on a Tuesday morning, he woke up before his alarm to hear his dad humming an old Tom Jones tune. He noticed the voice was growing weaker. He looked down at the arm to see a good centimetre on each side of the mouth had healed shut. Shiny skin had grown over the edges. The realisation hit him. This, too, was temporary. Dad, he said suddenly, choking over his words a little. Tell me... Oh, tell me about Mum. Oh, well, what would you like to know? The start. Go from the beginning. How did you meet? It didn't matter how many questions he asked of his father, or how much his father spoke. The wound was now healing, and it seemed that every morning he woke up and looked, another five millimetres had gone on each side. He understood, and he made the most of the time. He didn't go to work for the next three days, just called in sick. First time since starting the job, but he didn't care. He needed more time alone with his father, He even asked him about all the boring stuff, about all that crap he'd read in those books, about the world wars, the guns, the armours. Dad, he said as he drank tea, tell me why you can't let go. He was referring to the shit in the house, but they both knew what he was actually asking. Why hadn't his father just let go of life? Why hadn't he just let go of his son when he had the chance? I don't know, kiddo, his dad said, curving the small edges of the cut upwards on each side, smiling as best he could with what was left of the cut. I'm sorry, dad. I'm going to miss you, he said, realising that he didn't have long left now. The cut was a quarter of its original size. His body had been busy working away and had cracked on with the healing process. Don't worry, son, his dad said each word grown quieter, turning to little more than a whisper as the wound healed over with increasing speed. I love you. Everything's gonna be okay. No, Dad. Dad, talk to me. The mouth closed and his dad's voice faded to nothing, leaving nothing more than a glistening pink line across his arm. A mark forever made. Craig stood and cried for several passing minutes, watching the cut, waiting, hoping to hear something. But it was no use. It was gone. He sat down on the sofa in silence and let his mind wander. It had taken him a while, he thought, to figure it all out. He assumed that this was just another case of his dad unwilling to let go, of his life, of his son. But in fact, it was the other way around. It was all about Craig. It was him who couldn't let go. Not just yet, anyway. I love you, Dad. He said to the scar before kissing it and letting his jumper sleeve fall down to the wrist. He looked up. 
love you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. The Last Days of My Dad was written by Luke Condor, narrated by Joanna Coulton, with music by Chad Lawson and Tom Robson. We're gearing up to release our second print edition of The Other Stories. It collects all of the stories from the second three volumes of the show, with an extra thrown in just for you. We're also going to be giving away five free signed copies. So to enter, simply head over to www.porkandcleaver.com forward slash competition and enter your details. Until next time. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.